Welcome, everybody, to this rare edition of Patriots Playback. I'm David Stearns. Joined with me on the phone is, as always, Brian Schrems. Schrems, uh, kind of an informal and kind of, uh, I guess, unusual Patriots Playback, given the fact that we've kind of had a few weeks off. Circumstances, you know, it's just uh, stuff happens. We'll just we'll just say that. Yeah, it does happen, and you know what? We gotta uh, we gotta catch everybody up on what's been going on and what's in store for the future because this team is it's still a playoff team, and uh, there's some there's a couple big weekends coming up here, and I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see some points in the win column to be honest with you, so we can uh, we can call a playoff game here. Yeah, taking a look at the results, uh, pretty much since the last time we've talked, uh, it's been a bit of a. a streak in the wrong direction, but if you really look into the to the numbers of it all, uh, it's been two overtime, well, two shootout losses in that long streak. Uh, they went on a six-game losing streak, beginning with the second game against East Coast, uh, which, ironically enough, is who our next opponent is. But let's talk about the stuff that was kind of the filler in the middle here uh, that got us to where we are now, uh, that showcase um up the Islanders uh, Hockey Club hosting the showcase up in their barn. Uh, quite an interesting set of games there. All one-goal games, uh, two of which went to shootouts. And, um, yeah, some teams we rarely get a chance to see. But, you know, obviously if it wasn't a shootout or overtime loss, uh, you know, a win's a win, a loss is a loss in that category. So, But uh, Junior Bruins, uh, uh, let's go in order here, though. Uh, Jersey Hitman. Uh, that was a 3-2 shootout loss, and then the Junior Bruins was a 2-1 loss. Islanders Hockey Club one nothing loss, uh, which is a heartbreaking loss. Uh, but then the even worse loss was a 2-1 shootout loss to the Bay State Breakers, in which Isaac Richel had to start in goal. And uh, this guy, a very young goaltender, uh, looking at the leadership ahead of him with Brian Parsons and obviously Dustin Moyer, uh, you know, a stellar performance on his behalf there as uh, we live tweeted both the Islanders and Bay State games and, uh, you know, got a glimpse at uh, Isaac in that second game and quite a performance in the showcase. But, you know, not a single W out of that one. And those showcases, I mean, you got to take them because you got two 25-minute halves to rock out and see if you can come out with some points. It's 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 difficult um, from our perspective. We're not able to attend these showcases, but to see the 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 one goal losses, you know, you, you do pick up a couple points here and there with the overtime losses. But um, you know, you you feel like this team is is on the cusp of of taking that next step to where they need to be to be that playoff team, to be that that team that other teams in the division are looking at and be like, oh, I really don't want to play the Patriots in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're a young upstart team. They have a lot to prove. Um, you know, it's frustrating. And I'm sure Coach is, is, is a little bit frustrated as well. But, um, you know, they were on, they're on a little bit of a losing streak there. Bounce back nice at home this weekend. Let's 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 not take that away from them. Um, it was a lot of fun. Richmond definitely a um, a rival in the making. We saw it the first weekend out against Richmond this season. It carried over into uh, the uh, the home and home, and the uh, the Richmond home game was was certainly a spectacle if if you were able to catch it. And uh, you know a shortened bench, interesting scenarios, and the Patriots pulled through on Sunday and. Um, Prove that you know they they have what it takes to be that that upstart team that team that you you don't want to mess with um, if they're clicking on all cylinders 
and I believe you and I spoke about it, healthy and uh, disciplined, this, this team and, and the players and, and the coaches, and you and I talked about it, this team has what it takes. We, we, we know they have the skill. We know they have the, the talent to, to take that next step. It's just, you know, it, it just seems like one setback after another week after week. Yeah, and by the numbers, too, uh, taking a look at the standings, you know, obviously they contended with a, uh, a very feisty Richmond Generals team that uh, pretty much drew them in. At the end of Saturday's game, we had a bit of a interesting situation with an all-out brawl. Uh, right now, from what I'm hearing, it's multiple game suspensions for the players involved. Well, at least a few of them, and I can tell you that uh, Dustin Moyer may be out, might be out for a little while, uh, a little bit more than a game or two. Um, not sure about the status of uh, Drew Crilly and Eric Anders or uh, um, <laughs> why am I Wadier? It is, it, um, it's uh, Wadier is the other one, and uh, yeah, Anderson. Uh, we're not even sure. Um, so, it, it, I got to get used to the fact that that name is now again <laughs> a, a guy associated with the team because you know beforehand you know we have a few players that are joining us late in the season like Doc Gensler, and um, you know. You look at a player like uh, you know Anderson as you go down. Eric Anderson is kind of a one of the the deep down players on the third line, you know, mucking and grinding it up there. Uh, as we have the combination with him, uh, with uh, Gurky and uh, Jack Strikars, you know, interesting combination there. But uh, looking at the impact of where they are right now, they are at eight eight zero oh, and four, so split right down the middle completely. But um, they've only played 20 games, which is working to their advantage since Richmond has played 22 and they're seven points ahead of them. And so by the numbers, third place is eight points away and Tampa has played three games more than the Patriots. So when you really put it all in perspective by the numbers, it's not too bad, especially when you do the goal differential. You know, you're minus nine right now. And, uh, well, I beg your pardon, it's a minus 11. But still, the fact remains, you know, you look at a team like Richmond, they're at even, 63-63. So it's not like there's any problems per se. It's just maybe some of the timings of these goals that they're putting up, you know. Uh, you take a look at the numbers as you go further down, you know. When are they scoring these goals? And, you know, it, it's it, it's kind of cliche where they're not a third-period team because they've given up multiple leads in the second period in terms, I think that's something that they really need to shore up and they need to shore it up quick because you need to play a full 60 minutes of hockey, no matter how cliche it is. We keep saying it over and over, but when they go into the third period outscored by their opponent, 13 to 21, you need to be on the other side of that in order to finish your hockey games. No, and it is true. And you know, it, it, it starts with the defense. The defense is, you know, it's essential, and and heading into this past weekend, we we saw Potomac, you know, face uh, face Richmond on Sunday with with two true defenders. You know, we've had players, we've had forwards playing this season, uh, help back on defense. Uh, Doc Ensler was one I can remember. There was another one that can, uh, it's not coming to my mind right now. Um, not their true position, but can help out in a pinch. You you need everybody clicking on all cylinders. You need all your players in the proper places for this to get done. And, you know, the injuries, the discipline issues, um, it takes its toll. And, and and like you said, you can get 40 minutes out of this team, but that last 20, it's crucial. And, and if, if you're not willing to finish a game, 
you know, come come playoff time, if, if it, it's great if you take a, a two nothing lead into the third period. But if you if you wind up on the, on the losing end of a of a four two or five two game, you know, you, you only have yourself to blame for it. So obviously we've pinpointed the issues here, and, and I'm sure Coach knows the the issues, and they're working through to make sure uh, you know, they can they can shore things up here. But uh, I agree with you, it is cliche, but but it is a 60 minute thing, and you know you have to do your absolute best to 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 lay it all on the line there, and you know as as much as. As much as they hate, you hate to to put the pressure on everybody in that third period. Has to be a two way player. You know, we 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 talk about uh, certain players being being crucial on the defensive forwards becoming um, defensemen in the pinch. But honestly, everybody's got to get back on defense and help if if the onslaught is on. And you know, this is this is a team thing. You, you got to buckle down and 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 work with your teammates to to get the job done. And uh, we may see more roster shuffling going on here as we go into a bit of a two-week break. After Thanksgiving, we have, obviously, East Coast, and, you know, we're going to go through a little bit of a tiebreaker with them to kind of see who takes sole possession of, uh, well, the places that they're in. I mean, just let's just call it what it is. Uh, East Coast is uh, two games uh, back of Potomac right now. Uh, well, they have two games at hand. And so, with that being said, um, this one can definitely propel uh, the Patriots ahead, um, but it could also leave them at a disadvantage because we're not exactly sure how things are going to shake out. And then you got a team at the very basement there is Roswell, uh, which we don't know very much about. I'm assuming that they're a Space Coast uh, Hurricanes replacement in this league. But uh, when looking at the matchup against East Coast and the um, the variables that you have with like the, the, the suspensions that are carrying through, and then also the rumored uh, absence of a couple of players that are leaving the team, and then an addition of a player like um, Nick Skrillick, who was supposed to be on the Patriots playback night, but he's out in the Mojave Desert doing some rigorous workout to lose some weight or something, and uh, and then bulk up. I don't know if he's got some weird regimen going on, but uh, we couldn't get a hold of him tonight. But uh, adding him back into the fold, you know, he's kind of the energy in the locker room that I think uh, these guys really need right now because it can be very deflating for a team to kind of go through the, you know, I guess the uh, the routine of having guys there, you know, in the lineup and then out of the lineup. You got some guys that are with the team and then no longer with the team for whatever personal reasons they have or, you know, for whatever reasons they've left. But And then you got some of the guys that just, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the team, and as one of the players in the playback put it, are being selfish and taking selfish penalties and not thinking about the outcome that you know impacts the team as a whole. So against the East Coast, I'm expecting to see a new team. I mean, yes, they did great against Richmond in that second game, you know, a 5-4 victory, which, by the way, Mikey Carr had a point on every single goal scored by the Patriots, including two goals of his own. Um, but what team we're going to see against East Coast, I think it's going to be a different flavor. Yeah, and 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 we hear it time in and time out this season. Um, Saturday, you and I call a game where Potomac looks like the number one team in the league. It looks like they're an unstoppable team. And then we pack up our equipment and we're walking out of the arena. And like, what what team are we going to see on Sunday? And Sunday rolls around, we see a completely different squad, an undisciplined squad, um, a team that doesn't seem like there's any chemistry whatsoever. So. You know, and it's it's a tough thing for for a coach to deal with. You you see one team one night and another team the other. Um, 
you know, there, there there has to be some consistency. There has to be a, a fluid march through the season for the for the remaining games if if you want to see playoff time. Um, and, and and like you said, it starts against East Coast, a team that we both believe um, matches up exceptionally well with with Potomac. And um, no, it's 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 East Coast that I think is going to be a good a good uh, stepping stone for this team. However, they have to come out of there with four points, with, without a doubt, four points in order to get this thing turned around. Um, I, I, I don't think it's it's unattainable, but um, like you mentioned moments ago, there there are certain factors going against them right now based on what we've seen in the past few games. Yeah, and one of the things that does stand out to me too is I'm a numbers guy, and right now, East Coast is flying high right now. The Eagles are flying high, 7-3-0 and in their last 10 games. Uh, and they've played two less games than the Patriots, putting up 62 goals to the Patriots' 53, and have allowed 57 up against the Patriots' 64. So you got to kind of get things in order. And like I said, the third period numbers, you should be outscoring your opponents to finish your games. But uh, as we've seen with those uh, you know, ever-so-elusive one, two-goal leads just suddenly disappear into the third period, and then all it takes is a goal, say, like the one against Richmond on Saturday, 32 seconds left for Richmond to take away two points, and Patriots get nothing, no overtime point whatsoever to even, you know, go away as a consolation. But uh, let's um, let's take a moment now. Let's, why don't we go to the players' comments? I stopped by the rink the other day here and got a, a few players in to uh, discuss pretty much where they feel that their season is right now and where they think they're going. Joined here with uh, goaltender for the Potomac Patriots, Isaac Richel. Isaac, uh, you had an opportunity a couple weeks back in the showcase against the Bay State Breakers. A uh, bit of a heartbreaker with a 2-1 loss and a shootout. Uh, talk us through uh, what happened in the showcase there, getting you an opportunity to uh, play out there on the ice, and uh, how did it feel out there? Well, uh, we went out and we lost the first three games, so the coach decided to give me a chance mm -hmm. in the fourth game. And, uh, you know, I went out, I played my hardest, all the boys played their hardest, and we were close, but we just didn't quite get the win. You know, we took it into overtime, and we got a point out of it, so. Talk about being on this team with uh, a couple of other goaltenders that are, you know, really good contenders. It seems like the three of you guys, any one of you are capable to play, you know, to start any game here. Um, talk about the level of competition that you guys have amongst the three of you and what you guys have to do to kind of, like, uh, out-compete each other in order to get the start. Yeah, well, I mean, all week during practice is always a competition. We're always, you know, trying to do better than the other guy. Everybody wants to start, and obviously I'm the oldest one here. So I, I work my hardest, and if I start, you know, it's a lot of fun. So you're looking to kind of uh, build for the future here. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, kind of your game plan right now. I mean, you got plenty of time here, and, uh, you know, let's, let's first take it backwards. Talk about where you come from and what your plan is ahead. Well, I mean, I came from Peoria, Arizona, so uh, I worked pretty hard there. I got a lot of starts last season, and our team did all right. But when I came here, you know, I'm the youngest one here, and there's two older guys that they start a lot more than me. But, you know, I worked my hardest, and, I mean, the next few years, uh, I'll probably be coming back here. So it'll be nice to be with all the guys that I know, and Andy's a good coach, so. You could have fooled me by looking at you. You look like you're older than me. Um, but uh, talk a little bit about your experience so far being a Potomac Patriot. Uh, well, I've 
had a lot of fun, gotten to know the guys. Everybody's really nice. So, you know, it's always fun. All right. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by and enjoy the two weeks off. Thank you. It's not really two weeks off, but enjoy the practices before you guys get back to games. Yeah. <laughs> That's goaltender Isaac Ritchell for the Potomac Patriots. Join now with uh, Stephen Gerke of the Potomac Patriots Elite Team. Stephen, uh, talk a little bit about some special teams work that you guys have been working on here uh, this past weekend. Uh, well, that's kind of a mess, special teams uh, as of late, given the amount of penalties you guys have been taking. But what have you guys been working on to kind of shore things up for the second half of the season? Uh, well, I mean, obviously discipline's been a big issue for us lately. I mean, even the whole season. So special teams is a big thing that we've been working on. Every Thursday practice we do pretty much all special teams. And, I mean, we, we've been trying different things on the PK. I'm not on the, the PP, so I'm not, I'm not exactly sure about that. But um, we, we moved to more passive, passive PK, and I, th I think it's working better. But, uh, I mean, still needs, still needs some work. So. Talk a little bit about your transition that you've had. Uh, you know, during the showcase, you had an opportunity to play up on a second line. Um, I believe you were between Medeiros and um, uh, remind me of the other person. Doc. You're um, was it Doc Gensler? Uh, Doc Gensler, that's right, correct. So uh, talk a little bit about the transition in your game because you know, prior to coming to the Patriots, you've been that sniper. Now you're that grinder. Are we trying to get you back to that sniper role with those guys, or are they looking to mix up a line to have like some sort of variety? Oh. Uh, well. Uh, what Andy told me when he put me on that line is just I need to get in the corners, get dirty, and just get the puck to the other guys. And uh, he said, for me, uh, I I, th I uh, pass first, and they always shoot first. So I mean, they two guys, both of them, they're just they're really good, a lot of skill there. So uh, it's a good, very good opportunity to be playing with them, and I hope I can dish them some good assists. Looking at the numbers really quickly here on uh, the penalty kill, it looks like it's slipping below 80% on the kills. But uh, you know, you guys are a little aggressive on the you know on the shorthanded chances on the opportunities. Obviously, we got some shorthanded goals this season. Uh, yours being a shorthanded penalty shot doesn't count as a shorthanded goal, does it not? No, it probably does. But still, the fact remains. Uh, what is it that you guys have to do to kind of you know keep you guys above 80% on the penalty kill, if not better than that? Um, we just. We need to we need to really work on getting the puck out of the zone when we have time. I mean, there's a couple times this weekend, and I know at least one goal came from it where we had chances to get it out, but we just I don't know whiffed or or, uh, or just took too much time or something. And um, I mean, the so, some people think like we need to really capitalize on the shorty chances, but in reality, we just need to work on not letting them score. I mean, obviously, shorthanded chances are always great, but we just need to contain and make sure we don't give them any good chances. Well, enjoy the two weeks uh, off from games, but uh, all the practices ahead. Right, thank you very much. All right, it's Stephen Gerke. Joined now with uh, number 52, Mikey Carr, a name that's kind of risen up in the ranks here as a Potomac Patriot. Now he's second scorer on the stat sheet, more in the assist column, setting up the plays. Mikey, talk about the season so far. You guys are at 500 right now, tied with East Coast down in the basement of the Southern Conference. What do you guys got to do to turn the season around? Uh, I mean, practice hard is always the key. I think we've had four shootout losses, overtime losses. Uh, looking back at those, you know, you just got to battle throughout the end of the period. And later on in the season, those points are going to matter. You know, they're going to catch up with you. It's happened to us in the past, and we've seen it bear down and win games. 
Now, uh, you, you, you seem to be kind of like in a leadership role with this team. You know, your uh, counterpart, Nick Gray, up at the top there on the stats. I believe he's only one point ahead of you. He's your captain. Uh, talk a little bit about the leadership in this in this dressing room, given the fact that you guys have been battling some roster problems injury-wise and also players stepping aside or being traded off here. Talk a little bit about what you guys are looking to instill in the second half of the season as a team. Well, definitely the older guys are definitely going to be the leadership people. Uh, you know, they have a big role in this team, and they've been here for a little while. So and then the younger guys are going to have to step up, you know, rookies, uh, just kind of play their role. We talk a bit about the discipline problem that you guys have had as of late. Saturday night was proof enough against Richmond, a bit of a rivalry with this other uh, team in Virginia, if you will. Um, you know, it's kind of weird to have a team between you guys in Hampton Roads, and all of a sudden Richmond suddenly becomes a bitter foe. What do you guys got to do to not take the bait and get drawn in and take these suspensions like we have with Anderson, Carilli, and Moyer and company? Yeah, uh, last uh, the Saturday night game, and got a little out of hand at the end of the game, and those are guys we need in the lineup. You know, they're hardworking guys, and Curley's one of the main assets on the defensive pair, and just can't get in that stuff, especially in the end of the game like that. I mean, you know, in the lineup. What are you guys looking to work on to uh, go toe to toe with East Coast and take away a full four points away from them? Yeah, it's definitely a big game. We're actually 20 and 20 with them in the standings, and it's a must win for both of us. And then we'll climb our way back up in the top of the standings. What uh, what exactly is Coach Newton focusing in on to make sure that you guys are ready for those two games? Discipline for sure. You know, we got to stop taking penalties. Um, it's honestly, the main point. It's been a problem here, I think, the past couple of years. And we need to bear down on it and get rid of those penalties. All right, well, enjoy the two weeks off, and uh, we'll talk to you up against East Coast. Thank you. All right, it's Mikey Carr. Joined now with Jack Strikers for the Elite Team. Jack. A uh, bit of a rocky season for you guys. You guys are sitting at the 500 level right now, but uh, what has been noticed is the consistency of your play, and uh, obviously with your line mates out there, uh, being Gurky and um, who else are you paired out there with, Anderson? Yeah. yeah you guys are the grinder line, um, and also your body out in front of the net for the power play has proven, well, successful. Talk a little bit about uh, how your season's been going and where this season's going. Well, I mean, as a team, our season, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, we were on a five-game losing streak, but all five of those games were one-goal games. So, I mean, you gotta, just, you're not getting the right balance of that game. But, I mean, we're not playing bad. And personally, I don't think I'm playing bad. I'm working hard, back-checking well. So, I don't know. I think it'll turn around sooner or later. How have you guys rebounded there against uh, Richmond? You guys had a rough night on Saturday night. Sunday, you guys came out. You took it to them. You guys took away the two points, uh, not giving them a chance to force it to overtime. Uh, talk a little bit about that rivalry that's just suddenly sprung up with this new team in this league. I mean, that rivalry, I mean, it, they're a new team in our league, and it kind of started from the first game when they hit Moyer. It was just they forced something right away. So we just hate playing them. They hate playing us. They're, I don't know. I can't say some of the words I would like to say about them, but... Yeah. The discipline factor is definitely a problem with you guys right now. What are you guys doing as a team to kind of combat that so that way you guys don't go shorthanded? I mean, the penalty kill, you got a great penalty kill unit on this team, but you can't have them working out there all the time. What are you guys doing to stay out of the box? Well, I mean, this weekend you saw a bunch of people take two penalties in a period, one penalty in a period. They got benched. They didn't play the rest of the period. You know, and it was starting to get to them. They started getting frustrated. They started looking like they were mad, and we took less penalties. Like, I know I lead the team penalties, but, I mean, since Coach told me, he said, 
to take too many penalties, they're not going to play. I haven't taken a penalty in like eight games or something like that. Well, good for you. So the message is clear there. <laughs> Coming up against East Coast in two weeks, so you guys got a little bit of a break, but you guys will be practicing through. What are you guys doing to gear up to kind of get yourselves out of the basement, go past East Coast, and maybe even Atlanta? Well, I mean, we got, yeah, like you said, we got two weeks, so we're trying to work hard, you know, hit the gym a lot so we can get bigger, stronger for the next two weeks. So we have two weeks off a of game, so trying to work extra hard these next two weeks. All right, well, good luck and uh, don't have too much turkey, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, you too. All right, that's Jack Strikars for the USPHL Elite Potomac Patriots. Joined now with Nick Gray, the captain of this Potomac Patriots Elite squad. Nick, you guys are halfway through the season right now. You guys are sitting 500 on the record in the basement with East Coast, who happens to be your next opponent. Talk a little bit about what you guys need to think about going forward and work on in order to stay, uh, I guess, in a race to possibly get home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, these crucial points, uh, these past games, we've had, I think, seven games where it's been one goal games that we lost. And we just need to dig down deep because I know these games will hurt us late in the season if we don't get these Ws. And, uh, we got two weeks off before East Coast, so most teams are thinking, oh, they're going to take a break kind of thing, but no, we're just going to go harder, kind of hit the gym more since we don't have games this weekend, lift a little bit, work hard in practice, and hopefully we can get the Ws out of East Coast. What's the attitude in the locker room? You guys have had a bunch of injuries, and you've also had some player, you know, kind of uh, personnel changes go on as far as your roster. Uh, what's, what is the feeling right now in this locker room? Is there chemistry? Is, is there a sense of camaraderie yet? Uh, yeah, well... Losing a couple guys isn't always good, but uh, I think we're coming together as a team more now. It's getting a little bit smaller. We're trying to pick up new people that we've been uh, talking to earlier in the season, and uh, hopefully we'll just be able to get the team chemistry up more. We're doing more team bonding, and yeah, that, like I said, it's just big uh, one-game games. We need to get tougher in it. So what, are you guys going to come up with some sort of meditative system or something or like yoga to calm down before games against like teams like Richmond you got them one more time for a home and home at the end of the season but uh, talk about the discipline issue with this with your squad here these guys uh, seem to take the bait every time someone pushes them the wrong way yeah we have a really we have some unself or a lot of selfish people that are just taking uh, some dumb penalties but we've talked to them they, they're not going to do it again so I mean we got the punishment up more we got fines coming for them we got skating done for them, so most likely they're not going to be taking the dumb penalties. And uh, as Richmond, it's easy to make them take a penalty. It's just we keep on, we, we always retaliate, so it's always just, we need to become more or less selfish. Last year you had a bit of an injury bug yourself. What are you doing this season that's different? It's keeping you healthy and on top of the stack column. Well, yeah, I'm always just trying to go. I'm not trying to be, uh, not trying to set myself up for a, uh, easy or an easy hit for them. I'm going to just keep my feet moving. Go against the boards, even go tougher against the corners, and I'm um, lifting more. So now my shoulders getting a lot more stronger, my legs, arms, anything I can to make sure I'm just uh, better up against these bigger guys. Don't eat too much turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you on the other side. Oh yeah, thank you. All right, that's the captain Nick Gray for the Potomac Patriots. All right, so there you have some thoughts from the guys going into this two-week break. I mean, obviously it's not going to be a break for them. They could be uh, charging through some practices here through Thanksgiving. Uh, Obviously, they will have a break for Thanksgiving, I would hope at least. But uh, a lot of things to work on, and uh, obviously the, the theme that we've heard is discipline. I mean, this team has taken a ton of penalties, and, you know, they're they're taking the bait from from these teams that are just kind of drawing them in, and, you know, that's, <laughs> that's where they get caught in, you know, 450 penalty minutes. Um, they're... 
almost 100, they actually over 100 penalty minutes difference between their opponents. So that says something. It's, it's, it's a tough hole to climb out of. And, um, you know, we've seen flashes of brilliance on the penalty kill this year from this team. We've seen a number of shorthanded goals uh, throughout the season so far, but that's that's not where you want to build your bread and butter. You can't you cannot start a game saying you know what let's let's torch this team on the on the uh, on the PK because that's where we're going to get on the best. It's 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 going to end up winding it's going to wind up biting you in in the keister at some point. Um, you know I, I I hate to 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 harp on it, but you know you you have to. You have to keep a level head out there, and 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 teams know. Team teams do the stats. They they look at the tape. They know the teams they're playing against. They know that they're going to be able to draw certain players into certain penalties. And you know, if it opens up the ice or gives them a man advantage, they've they've done their job. And and if you want to be a playoff team, and if you want to go deep and and make your run, it's it's got to start here. And uh, I think these players are, are finally coming around to the idea of of keeping a level head. And, and doing what they need to do um, skill-wise and, and not getting drawn into these these silly penalties. And, of course, you know, we saw firsthand, uh, you know, Richmond uh, getting their power play goals in on the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, they tallied up three power play goals. And then, of course, Mikey Carr got that shorthanded goal. But um, just on the overall picture, and I do I should correct myself on uh, the static quoted uh, while talking with Stephen Gerke, um, that penalty kill, if the USPHL website is uh, you know anywhere near accurate, uh, they are below 70%. They are 69.7% on the penalty kill. So that is not a number you're going to want to talk about in a positive way. You're going to want to talk about that one in a we need to nail this thing down kind of way. But uh, the power play number below 20% is probably nothing to be proud of either. But then again, these stats um, may or may not be completely accurate, but, uh, well, they, they probably should. That should be a stat that should be pretty accurate to uh, attempt to capture, but then again, uh, we're trusting computers with that stuff. Right. But when you, yeah. Right. I mean, the, the difficult thing to see with this team is, you know, the, the opportunities that they have on the the man advantage. I, I, I remember far far too often... Um, just a, a power play opportunity being eliminated by a, a silly penalty, you know, off the face-off tripping or interference or something like that, that that wipes out that momentum that you took into, you know, the two minutes that you're gonna just just try and pepper the goaltender and try and pot a, an ugly goal or what have you. So um, and that draws your numbers down too. That 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 affects it for sure. Even if it was for like five seconds, you want the power play. Once once you had a penalty, uh, once you take a penalty and wipe it out, uh, you just lost your power play. Yep. You know, and you went 0 for 1 if that was your first chance or whatever the case might be. Yep, yep. But, um, you know, it, it does sound like good things are on the horizon. They're going to be getting some players back here that they, um, they definitely need. Energy player, um, a locker room presence. You know, we, we talk about it all the time in the NHL. Why go out and sign some of these free agents where, you know, you think – you know what does someone like, um, like a Ray Whitney, you know, past his prime? What does somebody like that do for you? Um, it's all locker room. It's all it's all mental. And it's someone who's been around the block before. Someone who knows what needs to get done. What knows who, who knows what 
what it takes to get into a team's head, get into a player's head, to get them motivated to go out there and finish a game. Um, and someone like that is is Nick Skirlick. And, and it's unfortunate we've seen so little of him over the past couple of years. Um, the energy that we have seen from him when he is healthy um, is is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And then we also saw his impact when he played for East Coast prior to coming to the Potomac Patriots halfway through last season. So, I mean, uh, pretty excited to see him coming back in the fold and uh, hopefully it does make that positive impact on the team that we think it will. And then, um, you know, there's some rumors about some other additions that are possibilities, but well, they're frankly just rumors at this point until somebody gets signed and we get a notification that it actually happened. But still, the fact remains, you know, this team got it's got to find its way through discipline. And uh, the guys that need to stay disciplined are pretty much the key players, you know, in in this organization right now, especially with a player like Dustin Boyer yeah. or, you know, Drew Crilly, because, you know, the defense is very important right now. And he's a big-bodied defenseman that uh, I think really does uh, a great job back there. Um, you know, in, in, in protecting the goaltender, too. I mean, obviously, yes, it, with protecting the goaltender, <laughs> uh, obviously it was a situation against Richmond that was uh, pretty much, you know, it started, I guess we had some comments. I'm not sure, if, uh, I can't remember if it was on this playback or not, but somebody had mentioned it that actually it was just a locker room conversation I had with a couple of the guys yesterday. Was, um, you know, it all started back uh, against that first game against Richmond. And, uh, you know, somebody all it took was one push on uh, Moyer in that first matchup, and uh, that was it. You know, it was kind of put in our heads that uh, this this was not going to be a friendly relationship with the team that's uh, 90 minutes down the road without traffic. So, but uh, lots to look forward to as uh, we have the Raleigh presence coming back to the Prince William Ice Center. Um, you know, you you look back on the matchups with these two teams. Yes, they are evenly matched, as we said uh, before we got into the interviews, but uh, we did split a weekend against them the last time they came to our barn, and uh, this time, hopefully, we're looking at uh, a sweep. I mean, um, it was nice to get the uh, the overtime winner against them, but uh, the 5-2 the, the to two loss on Sunday, as you said, what team are we going to see the next day after you know we pack up our stuff the night before and then come back in for a 9.30 game? It's... In my opinion, it's imperative you walk out of that weekend with four points. Um, like you said, they have games at hand. They they have the opportunity to um, quietly make their way up the standings and and go relatively undetected until they are in the mix. Um, discipline, health, it all needs to work itself out to where we see the team that you and I talked about before the season started. You say that this this is a team that that has the potential. This is a team that's going to is going to shock a few teams that aren't ready and aren't prepared for them. Um, I think you'll see that coming, but it 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 has to you know it it has to start because we we do not <laughs> we 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 are halfway through this season. I mean, there's there's um, it's crunch time. There, there's no other way to put it. It, it is crunch time, and if and if you want to make the playoffs, it's it's got to start now. And those first two games back after this break is it's imperative that you come out of there with four points. And with the exception of the showcase down at East Coast, uh, being that they won three out of five out of the four, do you know one thing that this team has not done this season yet? They haven't, Enlighten, swept a, they, haven't, they haven't swept the weekend. Uh, 
they they're due is is what you're saying. They are due for yeah. something like this. I mean, you got a six four win at Ham, uh, against Hampton at home, and then the next day you get blown out ten to two. And then you know you do a home and home where you lose down in Richmond, you win back at home, and you know it. And then the, it repeated the next weekend up against East Coast. You, you won at home, or you won the first game, you lost the second game. It's becoming repetitive, and obviously, you know, a lot of the guys don't think that that this is that bad of a season, given the fact that there have been one goal games across the board. Um, and I agree with them with that, but you know, obviously, that last piece is that discipline factor. So, I mean, we're going to see a different team, I believe, that first weekend in December. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're right, right? You know, in, 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 in I, and I think you're, you're on to something here. But um, I think more than anything, they need these these next couple weeks to sit back, reflect, get healthy, um, wrap their minds around what they have going for them right now. Um, it's It's a very deep playoff pool. And they know the talent they're up against. They've seen every team they're going to play this year. Um, they know what they need to do, especially against a team like East Coast. A good team, not going to take anything away from them, but a team they should be able to take four points away from. Um, and, and you know, we've seen them tangle with the best. We, we saw a, a remarkable team this past weekend on Sunday um, play 60 minutes of hockey. Nick Gray finishing off that goal in the last couple minutes of the game, that's that's what we come to expect from the level of talent on that team to, to persevere and to work through. Richmond is is one of the best teams in the league, um, top two in our division, but one of the best teams in the league. And you know, Potomac Potomac hung with them all weekend and found a way to to grab a win. So we know they have it in them. It's it's just it's I, I hate to say it, it's a head game. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what team shows up, and uh, hopefully we finish the season out strong. I mean, uh, and just to correct you on that, they are actually one point back of second place. You got uh, pretty much uh, you got Florida, or you got Hampton at the top, who are just absolutely on fire. By the way, nine one and zero in their last Oof. ten games, and they have only lost four games out of twenty, and it's just astounding. Well, one overtime loss as well, but still, it's just astounding that they are on such a tear right now. And then the Florida Eels and Tampa Bay Juniors, the Florida presence is just, it's, well, alive and well up there. The Both teams tied at 28 points, yeah. followed by Richmond's 27. And then close behind, you got Palm Beach with 26. So, I mean, it's not too far out of reach when you're only, you know, uh, just a three three wins back of all that. And, you know, Palm Beach uh, is uh, it, 19 games played versus the Patriots' 20. So, but then you look at Tampa, who's played 23, Richmond has played 22, Florida has played 22. We're not, if we can notch, you know, lock up two wins against East Coast, we're not too far out of this thing at all. And we can kind of uh, recover our losses from what we saw back in the showcase where, we, you know, in any other one-goal loss that we had in the season. So any game can come back to haunt you, but, you know, it, it's time to make ground now so that way you're not focused in on that. No, and it's and it's something where the coach has to make the team realize this is this is what we have to do to get it done. There's there's always an opportunity to reflect back, but we have to we have to take those those one goal losses. We got to get rid of them. We have to have a short memory. Um, it's it's nice to recant and, and reflect about how we, it could have been, but 
you have a couple games at hand. You have a couple opponents in which you and I believe, and I believe the team believes as well, that you, you can walk out of there with four points and, and be right back in the mix. So um, it's, it's, it's as much as this two-week break is, is much needed for them, um, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what this team can do on the other side. All right, well, let's uh, cut it off here, and uh, we'll give everyone a chance to digest this along with their turkey. And uh, obviously, uh, we, we talked very generally throughout this podcast, as you know, we're, we're kind of going to be sifting through a lot of details as we get to see what uh, transpires in that weekend against East Coast. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you all on the other side with the, well, second half of this 2014-2015 season for your Potomac Patriots of the USPHL. Don't stop believing.